calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome back to Awkward Sex in the City. How are you doing? <laughs> and I ask because, you know, he, here we are, according to every fucking news notification I've gotten the past few days. It's the anniversary. It's the one-year anniversary. Um, what is that paper? I think that's 10-year anniversary of shit hitting the fan, of, of at least New York City shutting down, which was a lot, obviously, and weird and scary and traumatic and I, I have said it over and over and over again on the pod but I cannot explain to you how I mean traumatic it was um that it feels so eerie for me at least that right now in the city there is this very hopeful energy there is this very like light at the end of the tunnel like we are so so close type of energy and that could also be from you know we've had a few really nice days uh coming out of the winter and i if you know anything about new york winter it's or new york spring it doesn't really exist kind of just goes back and forth from like 35 degrees to like 70 degrees the next day uh, so you can't really trust the warm weather or trust that the warm weather is staying until you hit around like like mid-May and sometimes even then it's like mm, it's still a little dicey but yeah I don't know if it's the warm weather and how it feels like a fucking hit of a very happy drug when you feel the sun and warmth on your skin after being layered up for four months uh, when you go outside um, and being able to actually really enjoy the people around you and not that you didn't in the winter but I think when at least for me like when when you're at an outdoor bar and the high of the day was 35 degrees and the heaters don't really work because heat rises and the heat the heaters are above you and you've had you already have like two or three layers on your legs but you're already starting to like feel like there's kind of just like this so now there's this moment where it's like oh 
I at least for kind of forgot what that felt like. And I'd be totally freaked out while I'm outside too. Cause you know, I also like, I'm getting my second vaccination, uh, in five days. So it's, it's mind blowing to, to feel like even personally, there might be like, you know, all of a sudden this protection and I still, you know, everyone should still wear masks going outside, even if you've been vaxxed or not. Uh, I don't know. And for a little while they were, they being just like, I don't know, it's some model that the local New York publication that I use uses, like that they track their information from was also predicting a third wave uh, in April. But, you know, because I was, you know, horrifyingly scared for most of this past year, I was for the most part, (laughs) and I'm not proud of this, was checking daily, if not like multiple times a day of what they were saying on the tracking models as if it were like the Doppler radar. And at one point this for like January and February, March, they were predicting like another like 10,000 lives lost in New York. And I think they were wrong. I mean, we've definitely lost more people, but it wasn't as bad. Long story short, I think it's a very long winded way uh, of me saying I'm hopeful. I haven't felt hopeful in a very long time. And I wasn't expecting that when we hit the year. And like, I think it's very fair to have a blanket statement of we all have a lot of unchecked grief that needs to be dealt with in the coming months. Uh, I don't think, you know, at least in New York's Bill de Blasio's one day of remembrance. And I think it's really important to talk about that, like, yeah, you know, we're not seeing 250,000 cases in America anymore when it's down more to like 55,000. There's still 55,000 cases still coming in. And I think yesterday uh, it was still like, 1400 people died in America so like people are still dying this is very still very real and very scary and just a lot like the death is still kind of around but I guess it does like actually now there's like a a siren going off in the background but I don't think it's going to pick up because it feels too far away but um you know like the sirens aren't constant but the sirens are still there I still haven't gone on the train. I actually told you, I will tell you guys this, on April 2nd will be our six year anniversary. On April 2nd will be the day that I'm fully officially vaccinated. It's been two full weeks since my vaccination. And I was just like, for anniversary, I wanna get on the subway. I wanna go to Coney Island and I want to get a cheese hot dog and cheese fries from Nathan's. And I just wanna sit on the beach and hopefully it's not too fucking cold. Um, Like that's it, that's all I wanna do. I haven't seen Coney Island in so long. I haven't been on the train. I never thought I'd miss the train so much. And I've talked about that before. Like there's been silver linings, right? Like walking around a lot, like most of Brooklyn. Like now I kind of really understand like where like the neighborhoods are in a way that I didn't understand before. Like you knew where they were, but you didn't know how to like physically get there if you were to walk. And now I could do that without like a Google phone. So it's silver lining. Um, Obviously, it's still a solo episode. It just felt fitting, like I said, because that's kind of when they started because, you know, fucking COVID. And I guess it also kind of feels like time is moving again. Like time was moving too fast and then too slow. I mean, and too slow at the same time. And again, this is just all from my perspective. I don't know how you're feeling. You might not be feeling hopeful. I totally fucking get it. I think whatever you're feeling is very valid. And I think that is the reality that you're in. And that is the reality that you should honor. Um, we're not all in the same place in 
I think that's just very indicative of like humans and that's okay. I think one thing I will say this though, one thing that gave me, made me really, really hopeful is I have a friend who only had one dose of the shot at that point because of work was exposed to multiple people that tested positive for COVID and uh, had to, you know, quarantine for 10 days and, you know, all that fun shit and get tested and stuff. And she didn't test positive. And she was like in the same room, you know, massless with people that would very soon test positive. Like if she hadn't had the shot, like there's, if it's just like, there's no way that she wouldn't have not gotten it. I think that really just gave me like a lot of like, Oh shit. Like the vaccine works (laughs) and not even just the vaccine works, but the vaccine stops. Like, you know, from transferring to, it feels like, because no one secondary around her got it either. So I think that is something that really actually changed my perspective. I guess that's just like, you know, it's like, it's a game changer. And all of a sudden it does look like, you know, there's actual potential of like being able to tour in the fall. I mean, there's potential to tour in the summer. It feels like I, someone who does something similar to me which is like you know they do they have their show that they produce uh and they just do that which is kind of what I do too just announced it being live in a theater at the end of April and I was like what the fuck like it feels so around the corner I sent my first producer email and I haven't sent any type of email the last email I sent as a producer was canceling my show and telling the comedians that I was canceling it um, because I didn't want to put them at risk. Like, that's, like, the last email that I sent, like, as a producer. It's wild. And so here, here's, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just I was, like, on a high from that adrenaline rush for, like, all of yesterday of, like, oh, my God, like, I could produce again. I could, I could perform again. And, again, like, the past, like, couple of months, every guest I've had on has been, like, the summer's going to be a shit show. The summer's going to be a shit show. And that's so exciting and so weird. And it's just, it's such a weird blend of like hope and grief and hope and grief. Uh, and a little bit of guilt. I, I'm going to end with this because I don't know, maybe you feel the same way. And yeah, obviously this is a quick episode. So thank you for humoring me. And I just also want to give a sincere thank you to you all listening to me as well because I truly sincerely believe that this podcast that you guys really helped me stay um sane and a lot of this it gave me it always was an outlet but it was always more of an outlet for more people to feel seen and feel appreciated and feel safe and vulnerable but this past year it's a lot of it's been for me to feel safe and and vulnerable with you guys. And you really allowed me to kind of take that that step and that journey with you guys. And I really thank you. And it's not obviously it's not over. I will still be doing solo episodes. There's still way more growth and learning to do. And and again, I just really want to thank you. Like thank you. Thank you so so much. I also want to say, because I just, I talked about this with my therapist yesterday and not yesterday, a couple days ago, and maybe you're going through the same thing, but I was telling her 
how I felt guilty of getting the break that we got. When I was just like, I don't know who I'd be if I hadn't gotten this break right now. Or how, like, what would, ha- what would have happened to me? And she was like, well, first off, stop that because that's not what happened. And why would you worry about something that can't even happen because too much, like, it, the time has passed. Uh, but, you know, that's me. That's what I do. And there is guilt there. And I think a lot of us are feeling guilt for, like, being able to finally breathe again and finally realizing we weren't able to breathe and, you know, getting to relax. Like, there, I got to relax. I got to finally get refreshed again. And it took a couple of fucking months to finally actually feel refreshed. Um, and that, for me, there's a lot of guilt there. Um, and I'm just going to tell you what she said, she, which was, you had no control of this. You did not cause this. You did not want this to happen. You can't feel guilty for something you had no control over. And she's right. There's no overanalyzing it. There's no overthinking it, which is just a synonym for overanalyzing. You didn't cause this. If you were able to refresh, if you were able to kind of do some personal work that you didn't think you'd ever have time to do or didn't realize that you needed to do, and then you did it, it's not your fault that this happened. You just took the time that you're given and did this. And that's okay. The other thing that I want to also just touch on real quick is if you didn't do any growth, if you just, you know, got through every day because you were forced to to do the same amount, if not more work uh, from home while, you know, being alone in an apartment, being with roommates, being with a partner, being with a partner and kids being going through a divorce and kids and still having to work, uh, having any type of illness, going through cancer through this while still having to work with kids in a marriage. Like you weren't given the tools or the time to take care of yourself. And so if you like, I, I guess I just don't want anyone to feel guilt about that either. Cause I think there are a lot of like, Oh my God, I did so much self growth, blah, blah, blah. And I even I've done that on the podcast, right? I've been like, I, I did so much. If you didn't, like, you still got here and that's all that fucking matters because you're not given the tools, you're not given the time. It's bullshit to be asked to do that, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I don't want you to put any pressure on yourself that in this past year nothing's changed for you personally because I think that's what happened for a lot of people. That's also okay. Like, I just don't want anyone beating themselves up for how they handled the past year for themselves personally. Like, I think you made the choices that you made because they were the best for you in that moment with the tools you were given and the time that you were given. And that's kind of just how you have to go forward. I don't want to over harp on it because I don't think I'm fully making sense. And I just, you got here, you're surviving. And if even if you're like, this is not how I want to survive, I think that's even a big moment too of just a realization of like, even just realizing like, oh, I want things to change is like a good step. Or maybe you don't want anything to change. I just think wherever you are right now personally is like where you're supposed to be personally. Okay, I'm going to stop lecturing you. (laughs) It's been a year. We made it a fucking year. Um, New York City is going to be a fucking shit show. 
in the best way possible. I'm wearing clothes that cover nothing. I want to be as naked as possible all day, every day. There's this great, I'll end on this. There's this great tweet that was like, I don't know how, how am I supposed to have like the summer of my life while also having a day job? Like it doesn't compute and it's right. Like I'm going to be miserable when I have to work, but also just like as a remind, like as a reminder for myself, like people are still working through this. Um, it's been hard <laughs> to get back into, uh, a work week. Um, I'm on, I guess this is not including training. This is like the start of week three. And I'm just like, oh, it's, it, it can be a lot. It's a lot. So I'm just proud of all of you. I'm proud of me. I'm so hopeful for the future and this vaccine. And hopefully it's done in a way that, you know, people really can, you know, get vaxxed by May 1st or be eligible by May 1st. I don't know. Whatever Biden fucking said, because kids are still in cages. So, I mean, I fucking hate them. Uh, no student debt has been canceled. Uh, he, no minimum wage increase. So fuck him. I'm too much, um, too much on the left to ever like Biden. I don't care if him and his wife like each other or the dogs are sweet. I don't fucking care. Uh, anywho, I'm going to stop. Wash your hands still. Wear your mask. Masturbate. It has great endorphins. Have sex safely if you can, if you want to. And I'll see you guys next week. I don't know if it's going to be me with a guest or me a solo uh, again, because I'm not sure what I need right now. That's sometimes how I, I decide. But again, truly, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, cannot thank you. Cannot thank you enough. I'll see you guys next week. I'll talk to you guys next week. I don't know. Does it mean like a matter? I say. Okay. Bye.